What's good, yo? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are tuning in to the New Numa Godcast. Let's go. You are tuned in to the New Numa Godcast, hosted by Norman Brown, aka Professor, and Justin Foster, where we address the taboo from a biblical view. Our podcast is all about real talk with new life. And quite frankly, you either love it or you won't, because we deal with tough topics that the church rarely touches. Somebody's got to do it. And that's why we exist. So just sit back, chill, and enjoy the ride. Because it's going to be good. Peace. Here we go, man. What's good, Justin? What's up, man? How you been? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Ready to get this podcast popping, man. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a subject that I believe is like, you know, when you're talking about our children in mm-hmm. school, it's a very important subject because taught um, things that are going directly against the Bible. They are they are opposing scriptural principles to to the face of our children. And if our children don't have a background or a foundation in biblical truths, um, they will be deceived. Yeah. You know, and so the subject that we're going to talk about today is evolution versus creation. So um, when you think about that subject, man, like when you were coming through um, school when you were young, do you remember um, them talking about evolution? Oh, yeah, yeah. What did you used to think when you heard it? <laughs> well, it was really interesting because I'm, you know, I'm a thinker by nature, so... Mm-hmm. Just growing up, you know, I, I took it into consideration, but I don't know. I never really bought into it, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe that was because of my Christian upbringing. Um, but a lot of things didn't just make sense to me. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, okay, I see what you're saying, but it just never clicked. It was never because I, I was actually very into science, mm-hmm. more specifically astronomy more than biology. Okay. But... You know, I didn't have a dislike for science. It was just that some things just weren't clicking for me. I'm like, this really, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know. So here's the thing that you know, I don't know if you remember, but when we had Erica Piotrowski on here, she brought up the fact that she never even researched evolution when she was in school. She just accepted it yeah. because a teacher is telling her that that's what it is. I believe that that's what happens with most kids in school. Because especially nowadays, man, I hate it. I hate to say this, but it is what it is. Most of these kids out here, they don't even think for themselves. They let a TV tell them what it is or the YouTube uh, stuff tell them or somebody on social media somewhere. They just don't think for themselves to be able to rationalize or um, what's the word I want to use? Like... uh, and analyzing something in a way where it's like using critical thinking, you mm-hmm. know, critical thinking skills. It's like school doesn't prepare them to have critical thinking skills. And that's why I think it's important for kids to have parents that challenge them to think about stuff. Like, not just tell them an answer to something, but say, hey, this is what it is. Do you know why? What do you think this is? What do you think is the purpose of that? Why do you think that happened? You know, making them come up with their own conclusions, but at the same time, 
hearing how they think. So then if there is something that's off about what they said, you can correct them and say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from, but that's not it, you know, and just keep it at that where the person, you know, the kid will then be able to say, okay, well, my mom or my dad, you know, they told me this and everything, but I also started thinking about it further and now I came up with this, you know, conclusion, which is still good and it's still basically um, lining up with what was told, but now they have maybe their own understanding in a way that they can swallow it, so to speak, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, man, with the schools, um, it's been proven by those that actually have, you know, debated, you know, evolution and everything. People such as uh, um, Kent Hovind, mm-hmm. man, he's good. I love the way yeah. he breaks it down. Um, and then there's uh, some other guys. Right now, some of the names are slipping my mind, to be honest. But yeah. there's a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist uh-huh. that really gets into stuff like that. And <laughs> that was like a book that I bought in 2013 because I was going through a situation myself where I was just trying to I was trying to figure out some things dealing with God and whatnot and so that was a point in time where I was just like okay I need to have something that gives me even when it comes to me trying to explain stuff to other people gives me more ammunition to be able to explain to them why I believe what I believe and so um what I found, what I found is that, uh, you know, when I think about people that I've spoken to about things, especially when they have like, um, they have a strong belief in evolution or something like that, mm-hmm. and you'll be asking them why, and they never can give you a really good answer to why. Mm-hmm. They say stupid stuff like it's scientific. Oh, it's just scientific, you know. I'm like. That's a very vague term. Don't yeah. tell me it's scientific because you probably don't even know what science means. And then, you know, sometimes I've asked people what science means and they can't tell me. And I'm like, so how are you going to tell me this is scientific if you don't even know what science means? Right. And science, for those that don't know, it means to know. Right. Yeah. And think about conscience, con science, with science, with knowing. Mm-hmm. So your conscience, it knows, you know stuff in your conscience. So my point is that um, science is not some mystical thing that if you just use that as your answer, that means it it cancels everything that someone says to you and it just obliterates their their side of the the whole conversation, you know, because I'm tired of people doing that. That's what a lot of people do when they're talking about science. They don't even give you a real answer they say it's scientific, but they would never be able to break it down for you. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, though. For those that don't know, there's never been a book or a scientist that can prove to you that evolution ever existed or it is existing. Mm-hmm. Nobody has any kind of solid proof on that because there is none. When it comes to evolution, what they're talking about where we're coming from an amoeba to some other thing that's more complex to some other thing more complex, and then they kept on developing and now we're humans. Yeah. That makes no sense, especially when you think about like there's nobody that's observed 
that a certain kind of animal has transformed over the last hundred years or 200 or 300 or whatever. And you know, the thing that always gets me about that, that conversation is that they always say, well, that's because it was millions of years of time. You know, it's right. always millions and billions of years that we can't even measure right. and we can't even fathom in our mind that they used to try to justify this. But yet, when it comes down to hard evidence, archeological for one, like there's never been a fossil found that could be like any kind of cross between one thing and another. And oh, now I can see where the human arm came out of the fish. And you know, right. nowhere is that found, nowhere in this world. So when you're talking about scientific evidence or whatever, you have to put all kinds of sciences together to say this is why we know this exists yeah. or that this happened. You mm -hmm. got anything you, you want to add to that? Yeah, so, I mean, just because, you know, I actually used to study into this topic very deeply when I was into apologetics. I mean, not that I'm not into apologetics, but I guess I'm, I've become more refined in trying to balance the the scientific aspect with the spiritual aspect, you know, yeah. because um, one thing is that even the evolution, that term can be very broad because technically evolution does exist on certain levels. Yeah. But if we're talking about the Darwinian model for the origin of species, exactly. there's, there's no, you know, like you said, there's really no proof for it. But like you were saying we have we do have proof of adaptations within a species yeah you and know, that's different right but now that you know people kind of stretch that you know yeah and uh, the, the thing is that even other models of evolution have started to come out in the past couple of years to try to explain the shortcomings of darwinian evolution so you have a lot of different other models which are more spontaneous they believe that species kind of spontaneously happen. What we, I mean, which I know, I it's just, but that was millions of years ago, though. Yeah, of course, know, it's just it's, it's funny because yeah. you know, but it's it's interesting because um, I remember uh, somebody saying something that um, if you look at the mathematical odds of uh, of evolution, let's let's assume that it was true. Let's make believe that it were true. Mm -hmm. You know. And you assume the mathematical odds. Someone was saying that um, it would, it, the number was so long, the odds of it happening, that they would say it would be like standing on one end <coughs> of the known universe and, and shooting, throwing a dart or shooting an arrow at a target on the complete other side of the universe and mm -hmm. hitting it dead center. Yeah. So it's like, like you were kind of saying, like the, the amount of faith needed to believe something like that, it's just astronomical. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's really absurd, but you know, people would charge us with being ludicrous for believing in God, but believing in something like that when the mathematical odds are so against it, it's just, it's ridiculous. Exactly. And, but here's the thing. It's interesting because even within the Christian community, there are subdivisions of people who believe. I mean, there are believers who believe in evolution, you know, um, but they believe that it was how God brought about, brought about species. So they believe it was more miraculous. I don't personally believe that. So in other words, <laughs> but, they don't believe what the Bible says. That's what I'm basically well, saying. Well, here's the thing. They, 
Well, that's a whole nother. Like, yeah. They, so there, there are people who believe that the seven days in Genesis are not seven literal, literal seven days. days of course, yeah, so uh-huh. there's a whole debate about that. Yeah. But um, regardless, it's interesting because whether or not you believe in evolution, you still need God even to make it happen. Even if something that ridiculous were to happen, it would have had to be miraculous just because the odds are so exactly. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so I was thinking, first of all, I just need certain things that you brought up. I need to make sure people understand something. Now, I didn't look this up as you were saying that I should have, but I was just into what you were saying. But did you know that Charles Darwin's book about evolution, it was not, it didn't just stop with whatever, however the word, the origin of species, it had an ending part to that. And it was talking about um, the superiority of races. Ooh. That's really what it was about. <laughs> yeah. So the bottom line is this was a racist book that was trying to prove that white people were more superior, what we call white people, let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. Caucasians were more superior than Africans or African Americans or whatever. Okay, yeah. that's really what the book was about, uh-huh. and he was trying to do it from some kind of perspective of evolving and how everything came from here, and then that's why white people are better than them because we evolved like this. You know what I'm saying? That's what that was really about. Yeah. Um, wow. But most people don't know that because they don't study enough. That's yeah. a problem with, you know, um, again with people that. Typically, if they're trying to justify something, they act as though um, all they have to do is just say what somebody else said instead of them actually having their own um, research that they have done to prove or to show that something actually exists. Right. And so um, I'm trying to find this book because I want to actually say the whole title. I just want people to realize that this was a book that was really a racist book. And here's the thing, too, um, that actually, in the end, um, now, this is one thing I I cannot, uh, I cannot um, confirm yet. I have not confirmed it. I've only heard it somewhere. Mm -hmm. I heard someone say that when Charles Darwin was on his deathbed, that he actually acknowledged that God existed and he got saved. Mm. He said all that stuff was garbage that he had taught for all these years. Yeah, I don't know that that's true, but that's what I was told. Or that's what I heard somewhere. Yeah, and um, yeah. So the whole title, as it was called when it was published in 1859. Mm. Think about that before supposed. Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation occurred. Yeah. It's called The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. Wow. <laughs> That's the whole title. Yeah. See, and here's the thing. Because people typically, I never heard anybody say the whole title of this book whenever I heard them say it. Yeah. They always say something like Origin of Species and they'll just leave it at that. Right. And sometimes uh, 
Yeah, that's all I've ever heard. They'll say the origin of species and they'll leave it at that. And I believe when he republished it or something like that later on, he took off the rest of the title. Yeah. And just left it at that. But it was still the same book. It's just a different title. He just condensed it. My point is that it was all about racism. That's what it really was. Yeah. It was a racist book trying to say that other races were not as smart or they weren't favored. They weren't, you know, superior or whatever. So that's why they're doing what they're doing and we're doing what we're doing. That's wow. in essence what it was saying. Yeah. So, um... That's why people need to study and stop just accepting what people say to them. Yeah. You know, you know, that's I mean, it's interesting because Paul talks about he talks about it in one of his letters. He says, don't be fooled by that which sounds not, you know, logical and by that which is falsely called science, you know, mm-hmm. because science is always changing. Like, you know, like a couple years ago, like even um, what they try to say about certain foods, like uh-huh. nutritional science, they'll say this food is healthy. I think it happened with uh, chocolate a couple times. They said, oh, it's not healthy. And we're like, wait, there are health benefits. Now it's not unhealthy again. And like a lot of foods, they've gone through phases. They'll say, oh, it's healthy. But like, wait, no, 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 this is actually good. They'll be like, no, no, it actually causes cancer. And then I'll go back and change their mind like five times. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, what is the science actually being based upon? And that's just something that I really think is interesting because I've been recently meditating on that because I believe that a lot of our our nutritional science is based off of fear. It's not based off of the word of God because the word of God says all things are good if they be accepted with thanksgiving and they're sanctified by the word of God in prayer. So that's just something I've been really thinking on. And then another thing that got me thinking is that how you were saying um, we accept things without questioning that. I actually think that the scientific community is as guilty of this as the faith community because I know I grew up in a church where we were just told to accept scripture without challenging it, without analyzing it. And I believe that's a problem for Christians too because I think one of the best things a person can do when trying to find out about Christ is to put the scriptures to the test, to examine them, to scrutinize them, to do your research, because that's how a lot of famous people who are atheists became Christians, is that they try to disprove the Bible, and then they ended up converted because they felt out the evidence was so strong. So I I think that the Christian community, we need to create more holistic teaching where we're not just teaching um, okay, this is what the Bible says, just accept it. But actually, hey, here's the historical evidence. Here's the you know manuscript evidence. Here's the scientific discoveries, archaeological discoveries that have yeah. validated the stuff in the Bible. Yeah, know? I agree, man. Um, I feel like another thing is that um, when you look at scientists, in, well, let's say like this. If you go back like 100 years or more, right? You'll find that a lot of people that we said that you know that the science community they were Christians. Yeah. Yep. Sir Isaac Newton, I think, was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joseph Lister was one. Mm. You know, I mean, it's certain people. I don't know right, how their yeah. names. I'm just saying <laughs> they have. They were Christians who brought out this science, and this kind of goes back to something I brought up. I forget where I brought this up, but I was telling somebody about how the um, back in the day, uh, 
Christians started all these universities that we now revere as the Ivy League schools. Wow. Christians started that. The ones that are the best schools, Christians started them. Yeah. And now a lot of those have become humanistic. Yeah. But here's the point. The point I'm making is that God, and this is another thing that bothers me about when I talk to people who are ignorant, because if a person is going to tell me that science, they believe in science, but they don't believe in the Bible, I already know they're ignorant of what the Bible says just right. from that statement alone, because the Bible has so much scientific stuff in it. And just for those that are listening, Kent Hovind really breaks this down. <laughs> This man broke it down about how that even happened and how you can look at the order in which things happen. And I think he said it's over 20 something times in the Bible where it talks about how the world was created. And every time it's in the proper order as to how things would happen, like stuff like he was saying, like, you know, the reason why there was um, during this time there was no sun or whatever is because that was a time when that would develop the bacteria and da 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 and they don't need sun yeah. so boom this is what happened you know and then all of a sudden sun comes and da 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 and then all these other things start coming that need the sun right. and it's just like he breaks it down man and he if you look on YouTube for those that are listening if you look on YouTube you'll find Kent Hovind K-E-N-T Hovind is H-O-V-I-N-D He is very thorough with how he breaks down creation and he talks about it from the Bible and how it is scientific how it makes perfect scientific sense and all that Yeah. so um, my point is this that if people actually knew what the Bible said about scientific things I mean like I'm going to just give a little small example how the Bible says, I don't know exactly how it words it, but it says how the Lord sits upon the circle of the earth. Yeah. And that's in Isaiah. Now, if you read that, then you know that the earth is round. It's right. no question. It's round. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, how would it, how could you question the earth being round when you look out into space and see all the other planets around? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, why would somebody think this is a flat planet compared to all the round ones out there? Right. Oh, yeah, we all of a sudden got the flat one and everybody else got the round one. That's so stupid, man. I mean, it's just that kind of thinking. <laughs> I saw this guy on YouTube who's supposed to be a man of God. Yeah. He ain't nobody that's famous for, as far as I know. He ain't well known like that. He's just on YouTube, but yeah. he had a pretty... I don't know. He had a fair amount of people who have viewed his video mm-hmm. or whatever. And he seems to have had a, other videos he put out there or whatever. But this dude really said that the earth is flat and he has biblical proof of it. And I was like, I challenged him. Now, he never responded, but I challenged it. And I said, how are you going to say that when Isaiah says that you sit on a circle of the earth? Yeah. How are you really going to say that that is flat? You know what I'm saying? makes no sense at all but this is a kind of yeah. stupidity and ignorance and and lack of studying or whatever that's out there and if people just accept what somebody says without actually studying for themselves it's easy to be deceived and we're in that age and time where the bible says that uh deception <laughs> was going to be rampant and that people 
even it said if it were possible so it's not possible but if it were possible even the elect would be deceived so it's strong if that's the case yeah so anyway man we're coming to the end wow. of this this part of this um discussion we're definitely not finished yeah but um <clears throat> we'll we'll end it here um for those of you that are listening um if you have any questions about this subject hit us up we on you know we on social media new numa on everything you already know um you can email us new.numa.podcast at gmail.com by now i shouldn't have to keep spelling it y'all should know how to spell it by now <laughs> or you just look on the thing and you'll see it but um anyway email us or whatever if you have any questions about this subject if you want to ask any specific things that you would like for us to address just do it because we we really want to you know get into this and and really go go somewhere with it but um uh this is a very important subject we all need to know stuff about this there are people that's asking questions all the time and they just need to have an answer they need to know what it is what's what's the bible saying about it how does the bible align with science and if i were to tell you that all you got to do is study the bible and you're going to find there's a lot of science in the bible yeah it's right there in your face you just got to know what you're looking for not only that but you got to actually study and not just read through words and and think you're just going to know something right so um so having said that once again you know um i'm your host norman brown aka norm the professor and jay foster yeah so um follow us on instagram twitter facebook all that make sure you stay in touch and uh if you're on apple make sure you um Give us a five-star rating on there because that helps us to become more visible. Thank you. Peace.